SAFM Sports Wrap. 6.32 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to uh, the Monday edition of SFM Sports Wrap on this Human Rights Day. I hope you're having a uh, good and enjoyable public holiday and that uh, this week certainly turns out to be productive in some ways in the few days that you are uh, eligible to work. For those uh, who, of course, work public holidays, like a few of us here at the radio station and nurses and the odd zookeeper, uh, we hope you're enjoying your day as well. Of course, uh, we tend to be the people who love our jobs a little more. Is, is that fair enough to say? No, apparently not. So Novak Djokovic which seems to uh, feel men's tennis players should earn greater prize money than women because it's more uh, commercially attractive. Jorge Lorenzo, uh, starting the defence of his uh, MotoGP title with a win in uh, Qatar in Formula One getting underway in Australia this uh, weekend. Spectacular crash to start. Did you see it? Fernando Alonso, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Gutierrez's horse that he uh, clipped and then ploughed straight into the barrier. And a phenomenal flip. Just some of the camera angles on that were remarkable. Um, the car so badly damaged that only one wheel actually remained attached but entirely in the wrong place. And, of course, Alonso walks away from it unscathed. And apparently he said he walked away because he didn't want his mother to worry before he'd gotten off of it. But of all the things this weekend, the weekend started, of course, with uh, the Proteus failing to defend 229 against England. And if that wasn't bad enough, if you were a Sharks fan, wow, how bad was the weekend for you? Uh, scores at 16 all. Hooter sounds. Joe Peterson has a chance to start a penalty in front of the Bulls' post. And what does he do? A man with a 100% kicking record in the game pushes the ball wide. Shameful. So, uh, lots to talk about on the show. None of those uh, <laughs> coming up, though. It's a PSL radio show. Sigurd Jala will be uh, catching up with Owen Dagama, who's got a, a PSL-based South African under-23 side that he's taking to Brazil in just a few days' time. And we'll bring you details on various other stories in and around the PSL, including uh, the Bafana Bafana camp that started this afternoon. But I'll start off with some sports news for you. Australia currently 73 for 1 in reply to Bangladesh's 156 for 5 in the Super 10 Group team at 2 match of the ICC World T20 at the Chinnaswamy Stadium in Bangalore. More details with Johanneru in a few minutes' time. But I can tell you, resurgent New Zealand will be eyeing a semi-final berth when they take on deflated Pakistan in a group match in Mohali tomorrow. The Black Caps started with victories over India and Australia, of course, but uh, Shahid Afridi's men need a win against the table-topping Kiwis to keep their hopes alive of winning the trophy for a second time. Uh, meanwhile, New Zealand's women beat Australia women by six wickets in their Group A match of the ICC Women's World T20 in Nagpur. Australia 103 for eight, but New Zealand looked relatively untroubled in reaching 104 for four in the 17th over. Back home, results from the Sunfoil Series matches. Uh, rain led to a draw between the Lions and the Dolphins in Peter Maritzburg. Titans reaching 145 for two in their second innings to beat the Warriors by eight wickets in Port Elizabeth. And chasing 257 for victory on the final day, the Knights beating Cape Cobras by three wickets in Bloemfontein. Football news, Cyprus-based striker Dino Ndlova has been withdrawn from the Bafana Bafana squad to face Cameroon in back-to-back uh, 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers owing to injury. Ndlova injured his uh, left knee in the club's match over the weekend. It was assessed by Bafana team doctor Tulani Nguenya today when he arrived in camp. Same with football, Chipper United have announced that head coach Dan Dance Malacello signed a three-year contract with the club. Malacello joined the Chili Boys in December last year as an assistant coach to then-coach Roger Skakane and took over as caretaker when the latter was suspended before vacating the post. Just finally, in some cycling news, 100 early bird entries for the 2017 Absa Cape Epic sold out in just nine seconds this afternoon. Those who missed out on the early bird entry can apply through the lottery system, which opened as the early bird process closed and runs until May 30th this year. Uh, there will be two separate lottery processes, one for international riders and another for South African residents. That's your sports news. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. 
Let's talk cricket now then. Australia are 77 for 1 against uh, Bangladesh, who posted 156 for 5 in their uh, Group 2 match of the ICC World T20. Yuan LaRue is on the line. Yuan, just take us through that Bangladesh innings and uh, your view of how significantly they're missing an unwell Tamim Iqbal. Well, I think they're definitely missing him a lot. He really has been their standout player this year so far. And even at the World 2020, he's been outstanding. He scored that brilliant 100 against Oman and then also an 83 against the Netherlands. So he really is missed. And uh, they still haven't released uh, what kind of illness he is struggling with. But literally an hour before the game, he said he actually can't play. So a big blow for him. And Mohamed Mithun then came in to open the batting. He played a decent innings. He made 23 off of 22. Sumya Sarkar failing with the bat he only made the one but the standout batsman for Bangladesh in this game was definitely Mamadula he scored 49 of 29 hit 7 boundaries and 1-6 as well so a terrific knock from him and then also some good late hitting by Mushfika Rahim to try and up that uh, target just a little bit so in the end 156 for 5 and at this stage it doesn't look like it is going to be anywhere close to enough the Australian innings just briefly uh, it looks like Usman Kawaja is settling the Kawaja versus Finch debate yeah, he's really played a terrific knock in, in this game specifically, but even in the last few series, he's, he's done quite well, especially when he was in, even in South Africa. He did played a, a decent knock or two, so he just reached his half century. He's currently on 52 of 38. With him is the captain, Steve Smith, who's looking for some runs to try and get his confidence levels back. Shane Watson was the first wicket to fall, but uh, they they probably won't miss him too well he probably can be excused for that because he really performed well with the ball uh, he was run out by Sabir Rahman for 21 off of 15 they decided to come back for the second run for some reason it really wasn't necessary but uh, they took on Sabir Rahman but uh, a good throw saw him run out for 21 Fantastic Johan thanks for the details 74 of 59 in uh, Australia need against Bangladesh <laughs> It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by AXA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. Well, let's get into it, uh, talking about a match I did yesterday, Maritzburg United taking on Chipper United. Uh, it turned out to be a two-all draw with all four goals having been scored in the opening half, and <laughs> some of the goals that were scored were uh, brilliantly taken, but uh, both sides uh, would have been guilty of donating points. But it seems that things have taken uh, an interesting turn. Maritzburg United coach Ernst Mindorp, though, dismissing claims that an agent allegedly approached one of the Chipper United senior players and offered him a substantial amount of money in exchange for fixing yesterday's uh, match that ended 2-2 in Port Elizabeth. It's been reported that the said player informed the Chili Boys hierarchy about the call that's alleged to have come from someone related to the relegation threatened club. But these allegations have angered Middendorp. It disrupted me in the same way uh, that I had to eat uh, a nice chicken uh, breast yesterday instead of a steak. It simply is a nonsense uh, around. You can create something like this every weekend. Every weekend. You can talk about whatever it is. Every weekend we get the news stories. Uh, don't be busy with this. Uh, if you have and on the 30th of March, I hope stuff will come out. I hope so. And you, you don't understand what, what it means. Uh, be busy with it if really something. Clear it up. But just because somebody is going into the forest and shouting something, you, you will be disrupted with your whatever. I can tell you what it means very, very clear. I can tell you what it means being as a coach and being irritated, concerned. I lost my job by Anarotis van Augusta. I played in the Europa League. Petrovic, the goalkeeper, boom. Boom, boom, 
3-2, we lost next morning, Rakat. Two years later, two years later, the goalkeeper got banned. He was proven, he received 50,000, we're not talking about rent, we're talking things as business, 50,000 dollar. He took 50,000 dollar and he was banned after this for life. He's not playing soccer anymore under the FIFA roof in this moment. Two years later, but I got next morning got fired. The German-born coach Mittendorf talks about what he suspected was match-fixing while he was coaching Changchung Yatai in China. 57-year-old now says allegations of match-fixing involving him irritate him. In China, 2008, I won a game 6-0. You, you, you go to the field. Had nothing. I went next morning to the management and I said, Manager, I had nothing to do with the 6-0. What's going on? He said, don't worry. Go home, take your bonus, that's fine. But I said to him, Listen, I can't do this. We, we, probably two weeks later, we will lose the game. And... We lost two weeks later in Lyonin, 3-0. I haven't seen something like this. When you see, you have a defense. We are talking about defense, spacing, positioning. And, and I had 3-0, two corner kicks. First half, there's only one team active. The other team, my team at this moment, stand there. <coughs> I haven't seen it in my life. If you ask about something like this, we can talk day and night. I have it in my 23 years in detail. This is just, uh, just, uh, it's just fun, fun talking. If they have something, if they can indicate, if they can make it 100% sure, it's fine. I think it's absolutely uh, not irritating at all. I'm definitely not have been. Meanwhile, acting Chipper United coach Dan Dan Smilicella has refused to be drawn into the match-fixing allegations. Smilicella, however, did confirm that there are things that he's heard, though he doesn't want to discuss the match-fixing allegations. I, I will not comment on, on things that I don't have a tangible proof on. You know, I, I don't know what's happening. I, you, know, you just hear things, and I don't want to speak on, on rumors and speculation. No. Otherwise, otherwise, then we're dignifying rubbish. The PSL already finds itself in a difficult situation with match-fixing allegations, including eight of its players and officials, and they've been scheduled for a disciplinary hearing for all these individuals next week, Wednesday. Dwayne DeLocca on SAFM. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk about the national under-23 side now. And Coach Owen de Gama last week naming his squad to play Brazil in a friendly this coming weekend at the Rey Pelé Stadium in the host station of the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. And in just a few minutes' time, in fact, the coach is going to be uh, gathering with his squad in camp. But I'm delighted to say he's made time to chat to us. Owen, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Dwayne. It's always a pleasure being on your station. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, always good to chat to you, but uh, now gathering in just a few minutes, your, your prep, of course, as a, a coach would have started a while before the players arrived, but what have you been focusing on in your uh, build-up to this camp? I think the most important thing was just to, to monitor all the players and, and look for players who are raising their hands to be part of the under-23 team, uh, the Olympic team. So we've been moving all around the country, visiting teams, uh, watching some training sessions, watching a lot of matches, and uh, interacting a lot with the coaches. So uh, that was mainly from, from our part, uh, just monitoring the players and making sure that we, we get the best possible um, uh, 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 players uh, um, you know, for this forthcoming year. Uh, let me ask you on that point then. Uh, you know, with your squad not having played any South American or European sides, a friendly against Brazil must be most welcome. But what does it mean then to be playing such a quality side who are also the host nation of the Olympic Games? I think it's very important for, for us to, to know early on where we stand, uh, Dwayne. I think it's important, you know, um, just the exposure that the players will be getting and us as a technical team understanding exactly what Brazil are about and, and how they approach things will certainly, uh, as you mentioned, very, very welcome because it will help us. You know, by the time we get to the uh, Olympic Games, we'd have known 
um, <clears throat> you know, where to, to, to um, uh, 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 rectify our mistakes and, and how to approach, uh, you know, games like this. As, as you saw when we went to Senegal, we had not played a West African team and mm. it was a rude awakening in the first match. Uh, but we, we, we certainly climbed back very strong because we had then had this first experience. So we wouldn't, we would like to go to the Olympics having been exposed to all the various types of, of football, especially to Brazil. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be key. I mean, they're gold medal favourites uh, on on home soil as well. And in- interestingly enough, I, I don't know if you know this offhand, Brazil has won every other gold medal on offer in FIFA books. They've won from futsal to the beach soccer to all age group levels. But they've never won the Olympic gold. They came close in in London, but uh, they lost out to Mexico. Yeah. But I mean, this side though is is quality. So so I see exa- exactly what you mean about playing the uh, the best and getting an idea of where you stand. But Owen. Yeah. Obviously under 23 uh, at the Olympic Games, but there is, at the tournament proper, the three overage players that are allowed. Uh, you may select them for the tournament, but have you selected any at this stage, or do you have any in your me- immediate plans, or are you trying to give your, your players a chance to prove themselves first? Yeah, I think, I think you, you've got it spot on, uh, Dwayne. The important thing for us was to, to motivate the under-23 players, to, to show confidence in, in them and give them a, a proper opportunity to go and, 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 and show what, you know, what they can do. We always believe that if there is going to be under, uh, over-age players, it will be just to, to, to supplement or to complement what we've got and not to be, you know, the, the point of departure. You know, so it, it's all about the under-23s. Give them a fair chance. Let's see what they can do. And if need be, and we have to bring in players, then it will be, uh, 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 you know, after we've really given these under-23 boys a proper opportunity. I think that's, uh, that's the, the best approach, to be fair. But uh, do you believe that the, the Sheikh Mashaba allowing for continuity's sake, Keegan, uh, Keegan Dolly to captain your side rather than be a part of the Bafana Bafana side that's playing these African Cup of Nations qualifiers against Cameroon, do, do you think that shows how important the qualification and subsequent participation in the Rio Olympic Games actually is? Yeah, I think, I think it's, 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 um, Sheikh has, has really uh, uh, tried to, to, to support us as much as he, as he, as he can, and uh, he also wants uh, you know, the, the, the team to, to gel and blend, because as you know, uh, as a national team, uh, when we come together, it's, it's tactics and getting the, the team to gel. So I think th- that was at the back of his mind. And, but I'm, 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 very, very, I'm very, very confident that there's still a lot of time for, 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 for Keegan even to, pro- to progress and be part of the senior national team. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of his experience on the continent as well, that'll bring wonderful opportunities for you uh, as part of this Olympic squad. But now... There are a lot of people that talk about um, the, the the injured players, Owen. I mean, obviously there are some high-profile injury concerns, most notably Maslambi and uh, Spilele and Changase among them. Uh, do you believe, though, that we've got the depth and the quality to cover any prospective injury concerns? I think, you you know, it's going to be very difficult to get the same type of players going. But, um, you know, first and foremost, we feel it for the players because they thoroughly deserve to have been part of the Olympic team. They've done very, very well, and they were very, very key in our qualification. Um, but moving forward, you know, uh, we, 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 we just, the, 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 the nice thing or, or, or the, the positive aspect of it is that um, um, Masambi has still got another opportunity to be in the Olympics. He, he'll mm-hmm. qualify for the next Olympics as well. I just, we just feel it a little bit more for, um, um, uh, for Nchangasi. But, uh, you know, the good thing is he didn't break his, 
his, his tibia. He, he broke the fibula, which is the fin bone on the mm-hmm. leg. And maybe there's a possibility there that uh, he can still make it. So we're keeping our, our fingers crossed for him to, to, to make it back and have some competitive games before the Olympics. And that could give him a chance. But uh, if not me, um, uh, Wayne, it's, it's just how, how, how the... Uh, how the cookie crumbles, you know. It, it just gives them, uh, other players an opportunity to raise their hands and maybe not to replace those players, but to come with, with, with their own strengths and, 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 and add value to the under-23 team. One of the key words you mentioned there was competitive, and uh, there are many critics of South African football teams, of course, and uh, most love to bring up the fact that South African teams are adept at qualifying for tournaments but not necessarily performing in them. Uh, are comments like that... The, the kind of motivation that you you welcome, you know, for a successful Olympic tournament. I think yes. I mean, uh, uh, when we went to Senegal, to be honest, I mean, um, after the first game when we lost to Senegal, nobody gave uh, you know gave us a chance. Um, but we 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 went on, and um, you know, it just motivated us more. But I think it's, it's, it's all about the long haul. It's all about long-term, uh, Dwayne. You know, the, the more we, we compete in these competitions, the more it augurs well for the senior national team and for the players individually. So we, 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 we only look at the positives. You know, the negatives will always be there. There's always a negative to a positive. But we always concentrate and focus on the positives. And the positives are that we were the third, the third we were one of the three best teams in Africa, which is very, very difficult. Um, uh, you know, there are teams that have been, I mean, Nigeria uh, has won it. Ivory Coast has won the Olympics, you know. These are teams that have been there and they've won the under-23 uh, Olympics. So it's, 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 it's important for us to say that we are in the big league now. Uh, we've, 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 we've took a step forward. And this must just get better and better for all the other terms moving moving forward. But um, we, we are very, very confident that we are definitely going to go to the Olympics, not to just participate and, and get kicked out in, in the group stages, but to try and, and go as far as possible. I can't wait to see you in, uh, in Rio, Owen. But uh, listen, uh, best of luck in your training camp tonight. I certainly hope all goes well and uh, that you bring back a positive result from Brazil, Owen. Thanks for chatting to us. Thank you very much, Greg. Thank you very much. Let's talk Bafana Bafana now and their preparations for the crucial 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers against Group M leaders Cameroon this week have kicked off on a worrying point. Injuries are the main concern. Now, the senior national men's football team assembled yesterday at Mill Park Hotel here in Johannesburg, but the spine of the team seems to be affected by injuries. Bafana Bafana play Cameroon in Limba on Saturday. They've got a second game against the Indomitable Lions in Durban next Tuesday. Now, the team uh, medical doctor, Tulani Nguenya, reveals that uh, key players like Andy Lejali and Anele Nunga arrived from Europe with serious injuries. We have uh, three injuries. Uh, the first player is Andy Lejali. He has had uh, a shoulder dislocation during a training match on, uh, on a Saturday. They've reduced the, the shoulder. However, he still has some uh, restriction in terms of his mode of uh, movement. But uh, we'll, be, as we'll be managing him here in camp. We won't be releasing him. Um, hopefully, he'll make it for, for Cameroon. Yeah, I've assessed him. It's a shoulder dislocation. And shoulder dislocation, usually you reduce it even during the game and the player continues to play. However, we're not um, sure how uh, he was managed, but we have, we have had a look at, uh, at him. He has got some restriction when you move the shoulder. However, I'm sure that we can manage him in the camp, so he should be fine for the game.
The second one is Anel Ngonga. Uh, we got a report from his team that he had an abdominal muscle strain. Um, he's just arrived. We're still going to assess him and then make a determination. The other player is uh, Dino Ndovu. He has had a knee injury during a match on Saturday. We got a report from his medical team. He's also here to be assessed. He just arrived now with Anel. So that we're still going to assess and then make a determination. And as it confirmed in the sports news, of course, Cyprus based striker Dino Ndlovu has already been withdrawn owing to injury. Now, already coming into this camp, Bafana Bafana head coach Ephraim Sheikhs Mashaba has had to do without Mamalodi Sundowns midfield kingpin Bungani Zungu and Bidvest Vitz attacker Spusiso General Vilagazi due to injuries. Approaching a big and crucial game like this with many changes is not ideal, but Mashaba is showing a brave face. We will make changes, but we don't want to make big changes, eh? Because if we're going to change the whole team, it will mean we've got to start from scratch, and we don't have time for that. But I think uh, we will add on what we have been doing, and we'll definitely take it from there and go on with it. Although the doctor said you're still going to assess an event team, surely you you keep, you'll be keeping your fingers crossed. Uh, there's one thing that makes me not to keep my thing, fingers crossed. In the absence of the best, make the worst the best. We're going to play any player that is available because uh, we will be preparing and look at if Andile is not ready, that means we'll have to fit in another player there. If we're going to sit and, you know, crossing fingers causes, causes stress and we don't want to go through those things. That is why we, we, we rely on our saying that says, in the absence of the best, make the worst the best. We've been doing it since we started. We've never looked at uh, key names in certain positions. Good news, though, is that Bafana will no longer be flying commercial when travelling to Cameroon this week as the South African Football Association has secured a chartered flight for the team. Team manager Barney Kujani also reveals that this new development has changed their travelling plans. You will remember that in the last press conference we indicated to you that we are leaving on the 23rd to uh, Cameroon, arriving in Douala at uh, 9.20 in the night, and then we... then. Uh, leave for Limbe. Uh, the arrangements and logistics have since changed to better because we have been offered uh, by the association and thanks to the association for offering us uh, the charter. So we are now leaving on the 24th instead of the 23rd. We will leave here at 10 o'clock, arriving in Douala by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The reason why we want to leave in the morning we're trying to look at, uh, to take into consideration all the security concerns that has been raised since we have been uh, planning. The flight will leave us at Douala. We will still have to drive to Limbe because there is no airport in Limbe. So we will be driving during the day instead of driving in the night if we were going to go on the 23rd, which I think... Uh, it's a good thing for security and it's a good thing for, for, for the team. With the Confederation of African Football being forced to fit in two qualifiers in the space of a week due to the unbalanced international week calendar that mainly benefits Europe, African teams continue to face challenges. Teams like Zambia, Ghana and Mozambique have matches as early as Wednesday and Thursday, making travelling and arrival on camps very difficult for players whose clubs were involved in CAF club competitions this past weekend. Bafana Bafana are no exception, as Kujani reveals that the only South African team to have progressed in the CAF club competitions, Sundowns, is stuck in Congo Brazzaville and only arriving home tomorrow evening. We have been uh, receiving the players since yesterday. We are expecting 
the more arrivals this morning, especially from players uh, from overseas, also the uh, Kaiser Chiefs, I think they have uh, arrived, and then you have a vet that will arrive only at uh, 16.30. The last arrival will be by 22.10 in the night. That will be some players from overseas. The last arrival will be that of uh, Sundowns. We have received a report from Sundowns that uh, due to elections in Congo, all the flights have been grounded and Kaiser Chief, I mean, uh, Sundowns will only arrive tomorrow at 18.40 in the evening. Well, Bafana Bafana have just had their first training session this afternoon. But uh, South Africa's game is going to be taking place at the start on this sport, the Lim in Lim. And the hosts come into this match with a new head coach in Hugo Bros, who hails from Belgium. They'll be missing key figures like Malaga goalkeeper Carlos Kameni and former Ajax Cape Town midfield general Eno Iyong. Cameroon also welcomes back English-based anchorman Alexander Song, who last played for the Indomitable Lions two years ago, though. Asked on what he's gathered on the opposition, Mashaba continued to downplay the importance of profiling his opponents. Most unfortunately, I don't normally do that. I don't worry much about the opposition. I worry about our weak and our strong points. What do we need to do? Because this thing will make you relax and rest. So-and-so is not in their team. So whoever comes, we hit. Whoever they put in the team, whether they have a new coach or they have... I heard a lot of people have been phoning me. There's a new coach. He's not. A, we, we, we're going to play Cameroon and nothing else. And we're going to make sure we prepare our team to the best of our ability and then we play them. There's no secret. No secret. Football is about two things. Defending and attacking. And the only things that come in, the ingredient is how, when and why you do those things. And we emphasize in trying to eliminate our mistakes and capitalize on the opposition's mistake. And, and finally, you'll expect players as a team and individually to give up their best. And in that way, battle have we won. Bafana Bafana need maximum points from the two matches and that could move them to the top spot compared to their current third place position. But they've got their work cut out for them playing against the Cameroon side that's sitting on six points while Bafana only have one. Only the 13 group winners plus two second best placed runners up qualify for Gabon next year. With the team now using a chartered flight, Mashaba will be hoping to take along the whole 25-man squad to give him enough time to work with all the players in between these two matches. Up to this far, yes, but uh, there are things, things that we still have to solve and look at how many are we going to take in the charter. I don't want to say, but if we are allowed to take all 25, we'll definitely do that. The later we try, we go to wherever we're traveling to, the better. But unfortunately, you'll have to get there and acclimatize a little bit. So I think the 24th is fine for us. Earlier on, uh, we had planned to travel on the 23rd, and that would have uh, disturbed us more because of the weather and all these kind of uh, facilities as well. But the later we go there, prepare at home enough, and then we go there, just go fill the pitch, dramatize and look how things are going. Then the next day we play our game and fly out back home. Bafana Bafana played to a goalless draw at home against Gambia and lost 3-1 to Mauritania in their first two matches in these Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers. Just a reminder, SFM Sports Special this weekend. Uh, kickoff is at 4.30 and Mo Ali will give you updates throughout the match.
Okay, let me bring you up to speed on what's been happening in the uh, T20 match between Bangladesh and Australia. Australia, 119 for three from 14.1 overs. What they need. Oh, what a catch. Warner just smashing the ball back to Shakib al has just plucked it out of the air. Very brave caught and bowled, but uh, Australia now needs 38 from 35 balls, and they've just lost David Warner. Maxwell, though, is at the crease. That's all we've got time for. Nadalena Mulo is up next after the news with the talk shop, so don't go anywhere. From the uh, Singanjalo team tonight, Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.